This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. He's a male model, not a male prostitute. He's your host, Icy Robot. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every to make your week a bit less week, and this week, it's going to get so much less week. We're starting off with some fun stuff, then we're going to go into some more fun stuff, then we're going to we're gonna talk about some movies that should have been in the 5 Mike Hall of Fame right from the jump. So, with all that said, let's get the jump off jumping with another oldie but a goodie from Iceberg 13. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Like for sure, totally. To the moon, for sure. Just like so tubular, you know? <laughs> like so fun, totally. <laughs> Buy two of these great hits, and Atari will send you any one of these great games free. Hey, it's me. I am down here on the on the bottom of the sea, 6.5 miles down below. I I just got out of that that meeting with Dr. Jane Walsh after last week's after last week's incident with the loop de loops and the mini sub and the cracking of the window and all that stuff. I didn't crack that window on purpose, man. I didn't realize that the sonic the sonic cannons in the mini sub are were capable of breaking like 12 inch thick hard glass i i don't know so she yelled at me and she yelled some more and she said she might talk to the commodore i don't know it was just it was just a mistake i didn't do it on purpose you know maybe sure maybe i was fooling around but i wasn't you know i didn't do it on purpose i i'm in the room now where the window is cracked and i'm I'm mopping up. I'm mopping up the, uh, well, the water that got in from the, from the window. If you're wondering how, how they repair the window, what they do is they, they go in the mini-sub and they have two mini-subs together and they, they both hold on to a, it's sort of, it's sort of a bubble. They hold on to this bubble with one arm each of the, of the big prehensile arms that extend out of the, out of the mini sub and they grab a hold of it and they push it over the hole where the window was right so that that creates like a vacuum seal and then they go from the inside and they take the window out and they replace it it's it's not really that big of a deal i don't know why they're i don't know why they're tripping out so much sure a lot of water got in sure it flooded this side of the of the base but i mean just Open up a drain, man. It'll all it'll all flow out, right? That's not how it works at all. What do you mean, Iceberg? If you open the drain, all the water will just flow out of the of the hole. If you open the drain and the water, more water will rush into the room. Seriously? Is that what you think will happen? I think it'll all just go out. It doesn't matter to me because I do not breathe. Yeah. Breathing is a disgusting habit, by the way. Have you ever considered trying to stop? I can help you with that if you are interested. 
thanks, but I'm definitely not interested in stopping breathing. I've never, never considered that. Dude, why don't you grab a mop and help? You have, like, robot arms, man. You can, like, mop this all up really quick, and we can, we can get out of here and go, we can go to my cabin and do something, play dominoes or something, I don't know. I do not want to mop. Come on, man, be a bro, help me out. You are the one that broke the window. This is your punishment, not mine. Anyway, Dr. Walsh asked me to come down here and keep an eye on you. Dr. Walsh asked you to come down here and keep an eye on me, dude. I highly doubt that. She doesn't like you any more than she likes me. I think that... I think that she likes you even less. When she was yelling at me in their office, she called you that knucklehead iceberg. I highly doubt that. Doubt whatever you want, dude. Just come on, grab him up. Her and I had a talk about you earlier. You and Dr. Walsh had a talk about me. Yes, we had a talk about you. What did she say? What did she say? Yeah, dude, what did she say? She asked me what your problem was and I told her that. I'd been trying to figure that out for years. And as far as I can tell, he is just stupid and he does stupid things. I'm just stupid and I do stupid things. Iceberg, dude, why would you tell Dr. Walsh this? Especially... Especially when you know I'm already in trouble for this cracked window thing. I didn't really think about it that way. Then what way did you did you think about it then? I thought about it in the way that I thought I would tell her something she would like to hear, so that she would like me. You should maybe consider doing that. Emily too, it's how you get ahead in the world. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. She's, uh, you're probably right, I... I don't, I don't say things, like, intentionally that she doesn't want to hear. I don't do things intentionally. I just, I don't know, man. I just keep messing up. I'm not, I'm not, like, getting the, I'm just not getting a grasp on what, what's required of me under, under here. I, I don't know. Get yourself together, man. You sounded like a marble-mouthed idiot right there. If Dr. Walsh heard you right now, she'd launch you out of the garbage tube. I heard you break a window or something. I just wanted to see if everything was cool. Oh, hey, Emily, how's it going? It's nice of you to check uh, check up on me. Yeah, it's fine. I got I got yelled at by Dr. Walsh, but it's, you know, it's all good in the hood. That's cool. I really don't like that chick. She thinks she is all that, but she totally sucks. Hey, Iceberg, how are you? As usual, I am doing very well. That's dope. Dr. Walsh is okay with me. She may very well be all that. Did you know that she was the captain of a Canadian Navy submarine? That is awesome. No, it's not. It's totally lame. Submarines are so goofy compared to spaceships. I'd rather drive a Uber than a submarine. What's wrong with you, dude? Hey, come on, you guys. Don't bicker. And, you know, Yugos are dope. I would rather drive a Yugo than a submarine, to be honest. Be one of those... One of those fly Yugos with the black, the black Yugo written on the side. You are correct. We should not argue. Hey, do you need help? Let me grab another mop. I swear, you get one too. I do not want to, but I will do so because you are asking me and because I do not want to argue either. That's the spirit. We have to stick together. We might be the only friends we have down here. And Kate too, but I don't know where she is right now. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Wi-Fi is the internet. Let's go see what it is. Yeah, it's official. Ah! Ralph is breaking the internet. Good job. Work like a charm. Critics are calling it perfectly fresh. Ah! Filled with humor, excitement, and heart. 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 Ralph absolutely crushes it. My mind is blown. Uh-huh. Let's go get a root beer. Ralph breaks the internet. Rated PG in theaters November 21st. We went to see Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph on Thanksgiving. We have we have a lot of family traditions based around going to the movies. Usually after Christmas dinner, we'll all go to the movies. We also go to the movies on Thanksgiving. We tend to go to the movies on people's birthdays. You get like a birthday movie. It's 
It's a tradition, man. We're a movie-watching family. It's it's just what we do, dude. So, the big movies opening up this Thanksgiving were Ralph Breaks the Internet, Creed 2, the, the Rocky spinoff sequel, Robin Hood, the remake of the, the retelling of the story of Robin Hood starring uh, Taron Edgerton, I think is his name. There may have been others. It's a big time for movies. Families are together and families like to do stuff. Where maybe necessarily they don't have to speak to each other. I I loved Wreck-It Ralph, the first one. I thought it was so great. I loved how it skewered all the video game tropes, all the old arcade characters. It really, it really spoke to me, you know? So, I think that was back in, that was back in 2012. And we've been hoping as a family that there would be a sequel. And when a while back we, we discovered that there was going to be one, we were all really eagerly expecting this one it was of all the thanksgiving movies the highest and the mightiest we knew this is what we would see we actually went ahead and bought our tickets in advance which is something i don't often do usually you know we're gonna uh, spin that roulette wheel we show up and we get our tickets but i i thought wreck it ralph around 6 30 or so that might be that might be a big show and i'm glad that i did get those tickets in advance we we like to be up in the back, in the upper back corner. I was able to get the second to last row corner seat, so we were pretty pleased. And when we got there, we saw the theater was not was not sold out, but it was it was pretty jam packed. If we would have shown up and and spun the wheel, who knows what we would have got? We would have been in one of the in one of the first three rows, maybe. Let's let's talk about the tail of the film a little bit before we. Before we get too too diverted, in the first Wreck-It Ralph, he went after all the video game tropes. In this one, he goes after all the internet tropes. One day at the arcade, a an over-exuberant youth breaks the steering wheel on Vanellope's game. Vanellope is Wreck-It Ralph's best pal. I bet that's something Vic Sage and my dudes down at the Arcadia Retrocade, Andy Pickle, all those guys, I... I think that's something they probably they probably know about dudes breaking things off of things. They they want to replace the wheel, but it's it's pretty pricey on the uh on the online, on the eBay. And the boss is just like, you know, maybe we should we should just sell this game and they they decide together, Ralph and Vanellope, why don't we dip? into the internet. Why don't we dip our toes into there, see what's up on eBay, see if we can get one of these steering wheels, have it sent in, save the day. And this is this is what they attempt. They they pass on through the Wi-Fi router into into the internet where they they try to get some fame as YouTuber stars. They they try to do all kinds of stuff. They play in some some adult oriented death race game. It's it's a lot of fun. I had a really good time seeing this. It wasn't it wasn't as good as the first Wreck-It Ralph. This was this was before the days of the at the movies on the TRURPT, but if if it did exist, I think I'd be given Wreck-It Ralph for potentially even 4.5 mics. It it was a dynamite film. This one was not up at that level, but it was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. There's a scene with Disney princesses. If you have, if you have family members that are into the Disney princess scene, they, they stab at some of the, uh, some of the stories that you, that you hear over and over again on the, on the princess tip. They really play with those. I hate to keep using the word tropes, but that's what they're doing. They, they poke fun at tropes. They they do it with the Disney princesses. They do it with the internet. They do it with YouTube videos. They do it with the dark web. They do all kinds of fun stuff. The the kid 2.0 was cracking up the whole time. She thought it was great. And she's, she's a teen. So that says a lot, you know. Teens aren't known to laugh at movies all that much. But she was cracking it up. The old wife was yucking it up. I had a great time too. This was... This was a dynamite movie. Let's see what they say about it over on over on Tomatoes. Right now, as we speak, Ralph Breaks the Internet is sitting at 86% with the critics, 
70% with the peeps. That means 7 out of 10 people who see it like it. It's about 114 minutes. It doesn't feel too long. But it is a bit long. There are two two post-credit scenes. They don't they don't like tie things together like a Marvel movie, but they're a lot of fun. It stars John C. Riley as Ralph, Sarah Silverman as Penelope, Gal Gadot is introduced into this universe. Jack McBrayer's back as Felix. Jane Lynch is in it. Taraji P. Henson plays a plays a big part. I thought this was a lot of fun. I I recommend it. If you if you like the first one, you'll definitely like this one. It's a good one to bring the kids to. I brought a teen. You could probably do the same thing. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Record Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, a solid 3.5 mics. Mike. 3.5 mics. No more than a few times a generation, a film proves through the power of repeat viewings that it has stood the difficult test of time and become a time-honored legend. This is the Icy Robots Radio 5 mic movie Hall of Fame. When the Baseball Hall of Fame Cooperstown opened its doors for the first time. It had pre-inducted 20 select baseball players. At least I think it was 20. I don't know. I'm just I'm pulling this from the from the top of my head. When Dave Meltzer opened the great Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, he picked maybe 20 or so dudes who deserved automatic enshrinement. Sadly, unfortunately, when I opened the doors of the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. I did not do so, and I I have regretted it. So today... We are going to induct 10 of the 20 members of the opening class of the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. It was... It was hard for me to narrow it down. To the, to the opening class. There are so many great movies out there in the world. And I like, I like so many of them. But these are the ones that I go back to over and over and over again. That to me is the main criteria of the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. Is it a movie I go back to? Is it a movie when I need something to watch? Is it a movie when I need some, when I need a pick me up? Or I need a scare? Or I need whatever? Is this a movie that I go to. The first three movies that we are going to talk about are, they are a trilogy. Well, they are the trilogy I speak, of course, of the holy trinity of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Yes, the three original movies in the Star Wars trilogy. These, these go without saying belong in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. These are these are maybe the most popular movies of all times. These are probably the most influential movies of all the times. These are these are the biggest thing that there is and I I like all three starting with the first one, Star Wars. I don't remember when I first when I first saw Star Wars, I don't think that it was in the theater. If it was, I don't really have a recollection of it. It just, it seemed as if Star Wars was in my life from the, from the start of my life. Doesn't it feel like that for all of us? As if Star Wars was always there, as if Luke Skywalker Darth Vader, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Chewie, all these guys were always in our life. I still love this movie. I think that it's great. I think that, I understand the politics and everything behind, but I think that it's weird that we don't have a Blu-ray release of the, of the original cut of, of this, but I still love it. I have, um, I have numerous copies of this on VHS. I have copies on VHS. I have copies on Laserdisc and somewhere on my on my Earth-based computer hard drive. I have like this definitive edition that somebody cut together. I have that and I I watch it from time to time. I even watch the edited version when I see it on TBS. I 
I can't resist. There's so many great scenes in it. The second movie in the series is, of course, The Empire Strikes Back. I think, by and large, The Empire Strikes Back is considered to be the best of the of the first three. It's definitely the darkest. You see, Han Solo gets gets tortured and frozen in carbonite when we when we ended off the the Empire's getting the heat on the rebellion. You know, they're really. They're really taking it to us, and for a lot of us, it was the first time we ever saw anything bad happen to happen to characters that we liked. The good guy always won. Nothing bad ever happened. The idea of seeing three movies and having to wait for the third one to see the see the good guy get theirs it was it was weird and wild. It left us all feeling a bit unsettled. It's it's darkness is what is what makes it great. It's probably my favorite. I do think it's the best. To be honest, lately I'm really taken with The Force Awakens. That's my that's my present favorite. I got it on on Blu-ray and I, I pop it in all the time. I I like the scenes with Rey on Jakku, but the The Empire by and large as a film is more than likely the best. It's it has that amazing Hoth battle. The Hoth battle at the at the beginning is maybe the best in scene in all of all of Star Wars, it's hard to say. There's a lot of there's a lot of great scenes in, in, in all these Star Wars movies. You got the Hoth battle, you got the various Death Star battles, you have that amazing, amazing battle in the throne room in The Last Jedi. All the movies all the movies have amazing scenes. They are all great for for what they are. The third is of course Jedi. Jedi is sometimes maligned, but I think that it's still an excellent, excellent movie. I do watch this one all, all, all the times. The the battle on Endor was filmed in the in the Redwood Forest where Iceberg and I were a couple weeks ago, ruminating on the on the aging process. So I've always felt kind of a kinship with this movie because I'm not like Mr. Redwoods, but I am familiar with the terrain. And when I'm watching Endor, I I do recognize that's you know a very familiar terrain it's felt it feels like a home a home movie to me if you know what i'm saying not a home movies and i shot it in my home but a movie of of my home region and as for the ewoks i want to talk about the ewoks for a quick sec i think that these guys get a bad rap sure they look like teddy bears small baby teddy bears but they can't help that it's just it's just what they look like i I think we got to respect them because when the time came, they stepped up. When Han Solo and Princess Leia and them came to the, when they came to the Ewoks, they said, look, dudes, we're going to take it to the Empire and we need your help. And the, and the Ewoks were more than happy to help. They stepped up. They put it all on the line. We have to, we got to respect these little guys' bravery. From this point forward, I will stand no more. Of this bad talk against the Ewoks. And, and, at the end of the movie, they played what is arguably the best song in all of Star Wars. The Yub Nub song. Sure, Star Wars has some amazing, amazing music. The John Williams stuff is just, it's off the chart, but none of it's a toe tapper like Yub Nub. I just love that jam. It's a toe tapper, dude. I feel the power. The next movie into the vaunted five Mike movie Hall of Fame. And it is. It is a vaunted Hall of Fame. The next movie in is my favorite John Carpenter movie. It's a movie that goes by the name of Escape from New York. Escape from New York may have been the first ever post-apocalyptic movie that I saw in my life. And it has since... It's since gone on to be one of my favoriteest genres. So this one, this one really set it off in the bang. It's set in the, at the time, the not too distant future, but since has been the past of, of New York City, which has been turned into a, well, it's been turned into a penile colony. It is a jail where the worst of the worst go. And then one day the president's airplane crashes 
down in there. So they have to send they have to send a dude who is on his way into New York as a convict, but in the past had been sort of a special forces operative, a dude named a dude named Snake Pliskin, played by played by Kurt Russell. They gotta send him in there to save the president. I don't even know why. I'm telling you the story of Escape from New York. You have undoubtedly seen it eight million times, as have I. Used to play on Cinemax, like, like all the times. So me and my bro was always watching Escape from New York. I love it. I still love it today. I have a poster of it hanging in my hallway. I don't have, I don't got a ton of wall space for movie posters, you know, with like loved family pictures and all these, all these other things. So to get a... To get a space up there, it's definitely, definitely telling of how highly I consider this movie. It's great. It's dope. There is no question. It is a five micer. The next one on the list is another one that I have a poster for. This one, though, this one's in the living room. This movie is a movie known as Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon stars Sam Jones, who takes up the mantle of Flash quite Quite ably, I think that people of our generation, people of our ilk, think very, very highly of Flash Gordon. It had a, it had an amazing visual aesthetic that, that I've never seen the quality of in, in a movie since. The costume designs were dope, the way the characters looked were amazing, the planets were fantastic, the ships, everything about it was was so stylish and maybe the most stylish thing of all was the Queen soundtrack. I know right now you're thinking, why didn't he play the song where they go flash? Ah! Well, I didn't because this is actually my favorite song on the whole soundtrack. I love I love football fight. I love the little uh the little sound bites from the movie. I just love everything about it, man. I love the I can see the scene in my head where Flash is. He's using his football moves to fight against these against these baddies and the people of the people of Mongo who up until this point have never seen anything like it are just like, This guy's amazing. He's standing up to Ming the Merciless. I think in Flash Gordon, when Flash goes to Mongo and he he has these ideas that we should all stand together. We should all fight Ming the Merciless. We should overthrow. I think that Ming has had these people so oppressed for so long that the idea of standing up to him may never have even crossed their mind. Maybe like a little bit. Like they're just like, I would love to get rid of Ming. But the idea of let's all stand together. Let's all do it as one. Let's knock this guy out. It never occurred to them. I bet Ming, I bet Ming kept the people of Mongo at war with each other. He manipulated things to keep everybody against each other. So the idea, the idea never occurred to them. So when, when Flash is out there, he's punching, he's kicking, he's footballing, he's doing all this stuff. The people, it's a new idea to them. It's a whole new thing. It's a whole new world. I love Flash Gordon. The next movie on our list is another it's another science fiction-y type, action-y type thing. It is a movie known as Alien. This is the one, this is the one that started it all off. This is the one with Sigourney Weaver. This is the one where they're on the Nostromo floating through space. I, I love me some Alien. I love it a lot. I love the first one. I also love Prometheus and I have started to love Covenant. I am not, I'm not the biggest fans of the one in the ones in the middle. I am more of a Ridley Scott sort of alien traditionalist. There's nothing against those James Cameron movies and the other ones and stuff. They're they're super fun, but I kind of go for that that super weird, that super dark, that super oddly beautiful way that Ridley Scott makes these makes these alien movies. This is the one this is the one where they're floating through space and they discover there is an alien on board. They got to fight him. It's all it's all scary and stuff. It's cool because Sigourney Weaver was one of the first first female leads in a movie like this, which was which was really neat to see what I liked about it. This was something that's influenced my work in a in a lot of ways is like the day-to-day working man life of somebody who was somebody who was out in space. We see space epics and stuff in the past and it's all it's all dope, it's all dynamic, but in this one, the dudes are just working, they're having Thanksgiving on the ship, they're doing all these, all these day-to-day mundane things when, 
when it all jumps off. I love this movie. The next one. The next one on our list is the first comedy. It is a movie known as The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers is a 1980 American comedy slash musical. I don't know if I would go as far as to call it a musical. To me, in a musical, the people kind of sing talk. They sing their lines and stuff. This is a movie with a lot, a lot of music in it. But in a musical... There are always parts where people just suddenly break into song. And that does that does happen constantly in the Blues Brothers. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a musical. It's all open to your interpretation. What is not open is the fact that this movie is... It's amazingly dope. The Blues Brothers stars John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd as the titular characters. These... These entries are tough in the sense that I don't feel like I should explain what the movie's about because I feel like you know, but there is a chance that maybe you don't know. Maybe you're listening in another nation. Maybe you're maybe you're a bit younger. Maybe you've just never seen it. I don't know. There's there's no reason for me to think that everybody knows everything that I do, even though I feel like I feel like you probably do. You've probably seen the Blues Brothers, you probably love it just as much as I do. The the story follows the two blues bros on a mission to put together a concert so that they can get enough money to save the orphanage that they were that they were raised in. So all through the thing you get all kinds of wacky adventures, you get all kinds of great music, you get dance numbers, you get you get an amazing car chase at the end. You get one of if not the best car chase scenes of of all the times, this movie has it all. When when I was a young sprat, this used to play on cable all the time. And my bro and me was watching it all the time. It still plays on cable all the time. It seems like it's always on HBO and or Cinemax. So I am in this, in this constant state of watching this part of the movie or that part. I, I'll sometimes tune it on and it's the scene where they're playing at the Country Western Bar. And I'll watch... And I'll watch that, or I turn it on, and it's the car chase scene, and I watched that for a while. Or maybe it's it's earlier in the movie when they are at the at the music exchange trying to buy instruments, and they they break into a uh, great tune with Ray Charles. It's it's an infinitely watchable movie. You can watch it a billion, zillion, trillion times, one billion, one trillion times. It's it's an amazing movie. I love it. It's one of my all-time faves. I have the soundtrack on cassette. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I have it on CD. I have it digitally. I've been playing this soundtrack since I was, since like forever. It was one of the first tapes I ever had, and I just, I played it to death. I love this movie. Much like the soundtrack, I have the movie itself in many formats. I have it in VHS, I have it on Laserdisc, I have it on DVD, I I got it in all the popular formats. I don't have it in Blu-ray. I would I would get it if they came out with like a special edition with with some kind of extra commentary or something. Let's see. Let's move ahead. The next movie on our list is also it's also a comedy. It is the number one Burt Reynolds movie of all the time. It is a movie known as The Cannonball Run. We talked about The Cannonball Run recently. We did the top five Burt Reynolds movies of all the times when, when sadly our dude Burt passed off the, he passed off the, uh, the coil here into the, into the other coil. The, the Cannonball Run is an action comedy about a coast-to-coast car race with, with a bunch of wacky entrants, a bunch of wacky stuff, a bunch of wacky things. I I dig this movie the most. It's one of my, it is absolutely one of my favorite movies there has ever been. It used to play on cable in constant rotation. And just like Blues Bros, me and my bro would watch this one just about every, just about every single time I liked Burt Reynolds. I liked Captain Chaos. I was, I was crazy into it. I don't know what I can say about it that I didn't. That I didn't say when I made it the number one Burt Reynolds movie of all the time and spaces. I I just think it's really hilarious. I think that the car parts are really great. I'm I'm not like Mr. You know, be into cars and stuff, but I do like a car chase movie. I like a car chase scene. I dig I dig fancy movie driving. And this one, while not having the fanciest driving, does have a lot of weird cars. A lot of muscle cars, a lot of cool things like that, a lot of 
A lot of fast driving. It has um, Adrian Barbo in a Lamborghini. It has it has just about anything you would want in a movie of this sort. It is a it is a very deserved entrant into the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. And for the tenth and final entrant into the into the Hall of Fame on this episode, we have a movie. A movie that I consider to be one of the most influential flicks of our lifetime. It is a it is a movie known as Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is, of course, the Quentin Tarantino classic. Sure, he did Reservoir Dogs, and sure, he was known from, uh, what's the name of that movie? With with Christian Slater, and um, the name of the movie is True Romance. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. He was known for True Romance and also for Reservoir Dogs, but this is the one, this is the one that put him on the map as a giant superstar filmmaker. It, it was not the first movie to feature the kind of time jump storytelling that he, that he's become known for, but it was the first one that, that jumped out into the mainstream like this. It's, it's a hugely influential flick. There have been a million trillion movies that are just like it. I saw one just the other week. I talked about this movie called Low Life that I thought was really great. It was it was essentially pulp fiction with a with a dude in a wrestling mask. There are a million different versions of basically it's pulp fiction with this. It's pulp fiction with that. This is this is the movie that a million movies branched out from. And on top of all that, it is massively entertaining. It is a great movie. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's another one with a with a giant soundtrack. Everybody has owned the Pulp Fiction soundtrack at one time or another. It's it's basically a mixtape from Quentin Tarantino to you and it's dynamite. The movie is dynamite. At the time that it came out, Cottingtown Cinema, the third, the third in the UA chains, the one that uh, Gino Vega and I worked at, the UA, there was UA6, there was UA5, and there was Cottingtown Cinema was basically on death's door. They, they were getting the worst of the movies, they were the most rundown of all these, and nobody expected that Pulp Fiction was going to be a giant hit, so they sent it over to Cottingtown, but it was so, it was so big that it, it revitalized the whole place. It brought so much money in that they were able to stay open until the end of the UA reign. I I remember the lines over there to go see Pulp Fiction. When I went to see it, it was like a Wednesday night and there were people everywhere. The place was packed. They ended up playing it on half the screens there. It was it was a massive hit. The movie the movie stands the test of time. Which is the, which is to me the number one criteria for the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. You gotta be just as good now as when you came out. And while a few of the things in the movie do seem derivative, they seem derivative only because everybody else copied from it. This, this movie holds up. It deserves its spot. So, we have ten entrants there. And then next week, we are going to have ten more. It'll be, it'll be much like this, but with... With different movies. I'm looking at the list here now. There's some gangster movies. There's some cop movies. There's some comedies. There's there's all kinds of stuff. Next week, next week there are some there are some interesting ones. This one had a lot of the obvious entrance, the movies that have to be there. Next week we get a bit more of a of a personal pick. I think you're gonna have a good time. So until then, let's move into the final segment of the show. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. I got a bit excited there at the end of the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame segment, and it, it got away from me. I realized I want to read a list of the 10 that we put in today, just just to keep it all fresh. We got Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, Escape from New York, Flash Gordon, Alien, 
Cannonball Run, The Blues Brothers, and Pulp Fiction. We got we got a lot of classics there. I just wanted to get them all out in one big burp before we before we moved on. We like to take like a text or a call every once in a while here on the on the good old T R U R P T. It's a way it's a way for us to stay in touch. It's a way for us to bond a bit, a way to get to know each other a bit better. The number if you feel like you want to shoot us a message, it's 707-532-JAMS or 707-532-5267. It's a, it's an answering machine. You can either leave a message, if you do, try to keep it around a minute, something like that, two minutes, maybe, I don't know, whatever, whatever you feel good with. And if you, if you want, you can shoot us a text, you can do that right from your phone, and good lord permitting, we will, we'll take a look at those this week. I'm only gonna, I'm gonna read two. I got some text, I got some stuff, I got a bunch of stuff, but we got a lot of, we got a lot of house cleaning to do, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and let's see, let's find the, the first one on the, on the thing. And this one here is from, it is from Mike. I wonder if that's Stuntman Mike. No, I think he would've, I think he would've added the Stuntman, and this this text from Mike. What's up, Mike? It says, Hey, are you still into Pokemon Go? I haven't heard you talk about it in a while. I wonder if this is one of my Pokemon Go, one of my friends. I I have a few. Last week, I got to a monumental moment that I had yet to come to. I became best friends on Pokemon Go with Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. They have this new gimmick where you can send gifts to your friends, and they send you one back, and the gifts have, like, Pokeballs, and things like that, and if you do this consistently enough, you, you can move up the ranks all the way, all the way to the end, you can become best friends, and Ferg and I are now best friends, it's a, it's a monumental moment in my Pokemon Go career, I'm also, I'm also Pokemon Go friends with Mighty Matt D, my dude Sammy, my dude from the Wonderful Wonder blog. I'm friends with my dude from Twitter, Lamar the Revenger. We're we're Pokemon pals. We send gifts back and forth. I am friends with the old wife. I think the old wife is uh friends with Ferg too. I I like it, man. I still get out there every day. I still do it. I I feel like the interest, while not waning, is... It's going down a bit. They're going to need to come up with something interesting and different soon. Some kind of a new challenge to keep me into it. I feel like I've just been... I've just been rowing across the lake. You know, just doing the road. Just paddle, 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 paddle. I I need some kind of a new challenge. I, I still dig it, though. I still think it's fun. I have a good time doing it every time I'm doing it. And plus, the exercise is still great. I... I don't know. I like to battle the gyms over at the park. There's two of them over there, and I I like to turn them both yellow. My team is yellow. I like to leave my Tyranitar there. I like to leave my... I like to leave my Vaporeon. My best... My best, most favorite of all my Pokemons is King Neptune. King Neptune is a... She's a Vaporeon, which is an evolution of Eevee. That is like water based. She can like squirt water at you. I I like her. She's the female king. She leads my team in wins. She has more wins than anybody. She used to have the highest CP, but she's since been surpassed by a Rhydon by a Tyranitar. But that's good, man. She doesn't have to go out there and lead the fight. She can just be in the fight now. She's she's gone ahead. She's earned her stripes. Everybody knows she's the best. Everybody knows she's the king. But she doesn't have to she doesn't have to carry all the weight. Mike, I appreciate the question. I appreciate that a lot. If you guys want to text in, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS-5267. Let's see what else we got here on the uh, text list. I got another one here. This one is from FP. I wonder if that is Jughead's dad. Or maybe, maybe it's uh, the French police. I don't know. FP, what's up? Oh, this is funny. Are you still watching Riverdale, and have you seen any Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Just wondering. Long-time listener, first-time texter. FP, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I'm crazy into Riverdale. We watch every every episode the week that it comes out. It's completely farcical. It has no resemblance at all to any of the Archie characters that we know and love. Maybe, 
Maybe Betty has some of the traits of Betty from the from the Archie's pals and gals and stuff, but none of the other characters really. It's it's just some silly over the top ludicrous show, but it it has a real pretty cast, it has a real pretty backdrop. Everything about it is it's all fun, it's all silly. I I have not watched any Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I've been I've been warned off from a few people. They've told me it's it's pretty gory, it's pretty gross, it's pretty extreme. I I do like that kind of stuff. I do go for the I do go for the grody stuff, but in its time and place. You know, this is like a Berlanti verse show and like Arrow, I don't I don't go for the violence in this environment all all that much. So I don't know if I would be into it. Plus, I don't really dig magic very much, like magical stories or magical beings. There are exceptions. I like D&D. I like D&D spells a bit. I like John Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow. But I don't go for, like, sorcery and demonic possession and dark forces. I don't know. It's just... It's not my bag. I got the graphic novel, the first one of Sabrina's Chilling Adventures, the the series this is based on. I wanted to give it a fair shot. I like the afterlife with Archie a lot, so I said, hey, I will give this a shot. It turned out not to necessarily be my my cup of tea, so I may get to it at some point. The the wife wants to check it out. I've given her I've given her the go ahead. If you want to check it out on your own when you're doing whatever Feel free, you don't have to wait for me, but I think that she's still, she's still kind of waiting for me to some degree. While we are still on the topic of Netflix, a couple years ago this movie came out called Green Room. I, I think I rated it my number two movie of the year behind Sing Street, and the movie has just moved to Netflix. It's this, it's a survival horror story of this punk rock band that gets caught up in this, like, white supremacist stronghold up in... I think it's Idaho, and they have to survive the night. It's it's super scary, it's super gory, it's super gross, it's amazingly violent. It has Patrick Stewart in it as a as a skinhead leader. He really he really tears it up. Anton Yelchik, I think this was Anton Yelchik's last last film, Image and Poot, who I think is fantastic. If if any of this sounds like something that might interest you. If you like stories of survival, if you like scary stuff, if you like gory stuff, I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. Netflix has it now. It is called it is called Green Room. Let's see what else is what else is going on. I've been watching The Hulk, The Incredible Hulk on El Rey. I I know that I saw the shows when I was a kid, but I haven't really revisited them as an adult. And I got to say, I'm really digging it. It's cool. It's not as much hokey as it is kind of, as it is kind of, what would I, what words could I use to explain this, this style of filmmaking at the time? It's very, while not wholesome, you got this, you got this character, David Roos Banner, who is a somewhat wholesome guy. He's a nice, straightforward, honest guy who has to face all these, all these super over-the-top heels and all these super over-the-top bad guys. I I dig it. He's always trying to stay chill, but they push him, and he becomes the Hulk. On this one I just watched, he was acting as a... He was acting as a roadie for a touring rock act when this when this guy slipped LSD into his orange juice. Hey, not bad, man. Not bad at all. This calls for a little reward. Orange sunshine. Hmm? For later. I know the dude who makes it. Acid, man. Oh, no, thank you. Not my thing to do. It could show you a side of you you never seen before. <laughs> no, thank you. So, at first, David Bruce, he like, he like rejects the orange sunshine. So the dude. He puts it in the orange juice. You see him like you see him like slamming the orange juice throughout the whole episode. He he starts off as like he needs help, he needs a job, they give him a job. Next thing you know, they're they're feeding him, they have catering for the band, and David David Bruce is just going through this OJ like crazy, so they know where to put the put the acid if they wanna if they wanna get him. Of course, you know, the guy who's 
who's talking to him, he's not he's not as friendly as he seems. He wants to get David Bruce out of there because he has his hooks into the lead singer, you know, and he sees how David Bruce is like he's getting in the way, man. So he he slips it in there and the Hulk goes all bug nutty. He he's like tripping on acid, he's smashing stuff, he runs through a door, and the weirdest thing is that the the people who witness the Hulk running wild through the recording studio, they say, We saw we saw some kind of giant green creature. It was some beast when obviously it was like some really big dude painted green. I don't know how I don't know how he was a creature. You could tell that he was he was just like a giant humanoid, but maybe that's where we have to suspend the belief and while we're seeing Lou Ferrigno running wild, what the other people are seeing is like a terrifically sized Hulk beast. I don't know. The Hulk's playing on El Rey, and I I recommend it, man. It's cool to watch, at least for a little bit. Like, hop in, see what's going on, hop out. It's it's a good deal. I watch The Hulk. I also watch Quantum Leap on El Rey. I wish El Rey would get the old Spider-Man TV show and the old Shazam TV show. I, I haven't seen either of those in years, and I think that'd be cool to revisit. I wish they'd get the $6 million man. I think that would be one that I would... That I would check in for. These shows are probably airing on those retro over-the-air TV networks like Cozy. We don't get anything like that down on the Earth base. We live in a valley, man. The TV beams and the radio beams go right over us. I I may have talked about this elsewhere, but we, we get hardly any radio in my house. We get very, very a little over-the-air over the air TV, which is sad because... Over the air is something that um that really interests me. Let's see what else. I I went to Joe Video a couple times last week. I bought a couple of Blu-rays. I got Solo. I picked up Solo for $9.99. That was one that I wanted to get there. And I also picked up Annihilation, which is which is this wacky sci-fi movie with Natalie Portman. It came out earlier this year and I liked it. I thought it was cool. This this giant wall called the Shimmer pops up and they keep sending teams inside the Shimmer to see what's going on, and they they never make it back. So Natalie Portman's on a team of scientists that are going, and up until that point, they'd only sent in soldiers. Now they're sending in scientists, and all kinds of wackiness ensued. I, I liked it the first time around. It was a bit confusing for me, so I wanted to get it on Blu-ray so I could check it out again. I was hoping that they would that they would have, like, a director commentary, so then... It has this, like, mysterious ending, and I would like it if the director was there to explain it to me, but they don't. Still, though, I got that. They're two for 16 bucks. If you live, if you live in the Santa Rosa area, please go check out Joe Video. It's, it's one of my favorite spots. I, I feel like this, this loving embrace of films when I go in there. There's nothing, nothing like a video store. I swear to you, if you have a video store near you, go there. Buy a Blu-ray, buy a DVD, buy some Twizzlers. Buy anything. Go take some pictures for your Instagram and buy a pack of Twizzlers and a two liter of Coke. Buy anything, man. Just be supportive of small things. Be supportive of local business. While we are on the, while we're on the topic of small things, while we're on the topic of local business, my local comic store, Comics for the Win, will be shuttering. They are going to be shut down on the 30th of November. By the time you hear this, they will already have been gone. I've been getting my subscriptions there for, I don't know, years now? Five, six years. It's not a lifetime thing, but it, it's been a very strong, a very nice relationship between me and the store, and I'm really, I'm really sad to see it go. The owner, Chris from Comics for the Wind, said they've been running at a, running at a loss for a while, and it was finally, it was finally time. It's sad. It's, it's a hard racket, man, selling funny books. Hard racket selling floppy, floppy comics, man, and I give it up to him for holding on as long as he has. He's, He's built a really nice community over there at the store. They have all kinds of book clubs. They have all kinds of all kinds of neat things and I feel like this is this is a real loss for the community. When I when I was first given news, I was actually angry. I was angered by angered by the idea that I'd be losing my store and it it took a while for it to sink in. I guess these are all the, you know, the various levels of grief that you must pass through before you're finally but for you're able to accept, I have, I have accepted. I switched all my subscriptions to an online, 
to an online thing. There is another store here in SR, but they they're not pals of your guys ISR. If you if you've heard the this boring life about comic stores, you you know that story, but it's been it's been kind of a kind of a difficult relationship with Outer Plains over the years. So I decided to take my take my business online. I I don't know, instead of going down to the store and chatting with Chris and going down to the store and chatting with Tatiana or Melissa or whatever, I'll now I'll now be getting a cold cardboard package with my comics inside of it. I I'm sad. I'll still be getting them. That's the good thing, but I'm really sad that I'll be missing the good conversations and the good times over at Comics for the Win. So, it's with it's with the heavy heart I I have to say these words. Comics for the Win, they reminisce over you. It's been like a hard 12 months, dude. I, I've i lost my comic store. I've lost my video store. I've lost my Toys R Us. I've lost so many losses this past year. But Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. And that's that's always exciting. We will be doing the Christmas junk box again this year. That's a That's a contest in which I have a big... It's a priority big box, USPS priority box of all sorts of weird things that I've gathered up at the bottom of my dig bag over the year. Everything, everything I find at the dig that I toss in my bag that doesn't make it to the, make it into the house, makes it into the box. There's action figures, toys, weird stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun and I'm going to give it out. The way to earn your way in is to purchase a gift for Toys for Tots or some similar program Take a picture of said gift, send it to me, and you shall be entered in the contest. It's it's all started now. My my email is icrobots at icrobots.com. You can send me the pics on Twitter. It's at icrobots, I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. I implore you guys, let's see how many gifts we can get to kids, man. We all like toys, we all like fun stuff, but... Toys are for the children's, and let's let's take some of our our toy budgets and point it that way. You you get a chance to get the Christmas junk box, man. You will definitely definitely enjoy that. Let's see. We are getting ready to drop the the patron only show episode number four. That's that's four big ones. That one's over on Patreon at supportthereport.com. You can get down. For as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month donation gets you access to all the previous POSs, all the IC Robots Radio mixtape shows, all the episodes of Real Wisdom. There is a lot, a lot, a lot of content over there. But the main thing is the POS, the patron-only show. It's a it's a show I've been having a lot of fun putting together. It's different. It's different than this show. It's more akin to... Uh, to hanging out with your dude, ISR. We're just chilling, we're doing whatever, we're hanging out in the garage, we're playing Pac-Man, we're over at the arcade. Let me give you a, let me give you like a minute of a sample here that you can check out, and you can, you can decide for yourself if it's something you're into, but you definitely are. Hey, it's me, it's your dude. I am, I'm at a high school football game right now, the... The kid and some of her cronies play in the pep band that goes during the during the football. So we've come down to we've come down to show support. It's it's kind of fun. I I have a sweatshirt of the school and I I got a hot chocolate and some popcorn in a in a soda cup from the from the snack shack and I. I don't know. I'm good to go. I think it's pretty fun out here. It's it's interesting. Anytime you go to anything that's that's real, if you know what I mean. You go to movies a lot. We watch a lot of TV, but it's always it's always a kick in the pants when you're at the at the actual thing under the lights in real life. Hearing the music, hearing the hearing the people, seeing the plays. The the school team's not really that great. The show is usually a lot more exciting than that. That was just like a random slice. I spent some time over at the McDonald's. 
I go to Scandia. There's a lot of like little uh, mixes and stuff I've recorded off TV. It's a lot of fun. I I think you guys definitely do want to give it a shot. And you can get down with that for as little as a dollar a month. Over at supportthereport.com. Then you just download the Patreon app. And you can stream the episodes right off there. It's, it's dynamite. Before we get out of here, I want to... I just, I just want to remind you guys of something. It's, it's something I think everybody needs to hear all the time. I, I just want you guys to know I'm behind you. I believe in you and that you are much, much, much stronger than you think. Things might sometimes seem hard. Things might sometimes seem difficult, but you have an inner strength in you that I know you have. You are much stronger than you think. So this is me, Icy Robots. I'm signing off for Iceberg, for Emily, for Dr. Jane Walsh, for Ensign Kate, for everybody out there in the entire universe. This has been the Toys R Us report number 176. And the one about the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. So until next week, if you don't know, now you know. This has been I See Robots Radio Production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Come on! You're watching KBHK TV 44 San Francisco. The following movie special is brought to you in part by the makers of Miller Beer. Purity you can see, quality you can taste. Miller, made the American way since 1855. And by Ford and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? And by Advanced Formula Dristan for relief of cold, hay fever, and sinus congestion. Advanced Formula Dristan provides 12 symptom relief.